Okay. And y'all know I'm Tammy. Um, so we're just, just kind of women from it. I wanted them to kind of share, give a little bit about themselves so that as we go through the show, because, again, tonight's topic is woman to woman, am I my sister's keeper? Um, great question, great topic, because in my, my personal opinion is that we are failing. We, we as a society, whether it be men, women, mothers, fathers, um, across the board, I think that we're we're failing. Kim and I were talking kind of before everyone got here, and we were just kind of talking about, you know, people prefer darkness, basically, and once you start to try to move out of the light, and we particularly as women, um, we have a journey to go because of how we treat one another. And what has happened is that has triggered down all of our issues that we've just let go are triggering down or have triggered down to our young people, men and women, young boys and young girls. So it comes to a point where we have to, and Kim and I were saying that, you know, we're people of God. We claim to be people of God, but we're still in all of this bondage. Year after year after year, we're in such bondage, and we're passing that torch on to the younger generation. So when will it stop? When does it stop? Someone has to stop and say, I just choose not to be miserable. I choose not to treat my sister like I've been treating her. And if we all will be honest, we've all did a little bit of this of what we're going to talk about tonight. But I hope we would all make a commitment as well to do better, even if within your own lives. Because once you begin to, to understand who you are and like who you are and embrace who you are, work to change who you are, those things that you feel need to be changed, you will stop looking at people, you will stop judging people, you will stop comparing yourself with people, women, and so forth. So that's kind of where we're going to go tonight. Um, you want to start with some questions first? We'll go, I'll go around. And I want, Tondra did kind of like a little survey, and we want to share some of the things that she uh, was able to get back. But basically, if we all could kind of just, a little bit, what do you think about being your sister's keeper? Do you think we are, that concept, do you think it's true? We are our, we should be our sister's keeper? Should be. Everybody, should be. we should be. We should be. We should be. All right, Mother mother well, Butterfly. <laughs> I was going to say we should be. That's, that we, we have to go probably scripturally to it. We said brothers, it's in the Bible, you're your brother's keeper, but we know what God meant about that. It is an obligation. I see it as not only a, a it is it is a scriptural, biblical, uh, spiritual obligation first. I mean, the practice of it is, is already been it has been demanded that we do this. It is not just a, a and it's it's a kind of of um, agape love. We just love because you not because you're a woman to woman or a man. We just love people, and God has has uh, demanded that. And right. So it's, it's first a a spiritual obligation. Right. I agree, and I think we failed across the board on that, just across the board, whether it be from sister to sister, brother to brother, uh, friend to friend, whatever. I think we've tremendously failed on the concept of love and certainly don't understand it to its extent the way God meant, like you said, that agape love. Um, okay, so what do you think it means to be your sister's keeper, a sister's keeper? What does that include? It includes honesty. Being honest to your sister, um, when say for instance you go to someone and you tell tell them someone and you expect them to keep the secret, they keep the secret. But in turn, they should be honest with you. They shouldn't sit here and say, "Oh yes," or 
broke your ego or said it's okay and then go tell someone else. Be honest to the person who right. came to you and told you the secret. Right. Um, or even when it's not a secret, because I know with Tondra, you've told, I remember um, a specific situation about Brandon and, and, and Red, and you was like, no, Tammy, that's not right. You shouldn't do this, and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and honestly, we don't deal with, with honesty within ourselves, so it's so hard to be honest with, with, okay. with the other person. But when we are, you, ta- you take the chance of losing a friend as well because in most cases, they don't want you to be. They'll take it as judging. Oh, you're judging me, and then they may say, well, well you did this, and it's not about that. So in order, to, in order to be someone's keeper, they also have to understand what keeping means. Right. You have to be unconditional. Right, on yeah. both sides, on both sides. Whenever you are honest, you are taking a chance on losing that friend. Right. And you have to say, you know what, I love you enough to let you know that that's not right. Right. Now, if you don't want to be my friend anymore, I certainly understand, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I love you enough to do that. Right. Yeah, I think it's the same way, the same concept when we're dealing with our children. I mean, you get to a point where you have to you have to make a decision about something that a child wants to do or doesn't want to do, and you say no, and not just be the popular parent. You're going to have because you, the love is there. So you're going to make, make the best decision for that child out of love. So I think it has to be the same thing with a woman to woman. Okay. And some of the words that mean the same as um, keep, and I wanted to go over those, save, retain, have, and preserve. And so I just I just like to kind of speak on words that mean the same. And, of course, save, you know, if we're keeping them, because as we were talking before the show started, you're able to see my stuff clearer mm-hmm. or better because my emotions are tied up in it, um, whether it be my personal emotions or my emotions toward the person or whatever I'm going through. So it, it's a little foggy for me, but you're on the outside, so to speak. And sometimes our friends know us better than we know ourselves. And I think that's imp- your good, good friends who've been there through through it, um, through it all. And sometimes it doesn't have to be all the way from childhood, but because they may have met you in a time where you started to grow, and they may know you at this time. So sometimes you just have to have some. I think we should always have somebody in our lives that we trust enough to say, I know they have my best interest at hand. And whether I want to hear this or not, I need to listen and receive it at least. And that person don't have to be someone that you deal with every day. Right. Because people grow differently at different times. So it might be a time when you might not be as talkative to one another or hanging with each other all the time. But you should know that this might be a time when this person needs to grow. So and if you're not growing in the same direction, you should be mature enough to understand right. that they're still my person. We're just going right. two different right. directions. Mm-hmm. That's a good point because so many women, I know you and I went through that. We've gone we through a couple of times. But it doesn't change the friendship. Right. And right. some women will get angry because you're not talking to them every day, every week, every month. And when you're growing, sometimes you do have to just step back and grow. You really have to. Um, and we as women, I think people should, but we as women, because we take on so much emotionally, um, and, and of course it's not like it was back in the day. I mean, women are taking on working. Women are holding down a lot of things. And so you're already tired, you're already whatever, but when you start to grow, you need to spend some time with yourself so you can get to know you. You can get to 
know where do I need to grow, what areas do I need to let go of, because a lot of things that we're going to go over tonight about sister to sister, it's really about you. It's really how you respond to your sisters, your friends, and other people. It really is about you, because once you get to a point in your life where you're satisfied with you and you're happy with you, you just want everybody else to be the same. You don't. You're not looking at what they're doing. You're saying, how can we get through this and get you to the proper place? You want to share. So when your hands are closed is when you need to say, or when your heart is closed, when you find yourself comparing, gossiping, and we're going to go over these things. When you find yourself doing these things, you you need to say, what's going on inside of me? It's particularly if you're not going to that friend and t- talking to them about what you're seeing. Because if you're not doing that, and again, we've all been there, done that, but it's it's time that we we work to be our sister's keepers. You know, Tammy, I was telling you earlier that uh, this has been, this whole idea of, of, of women not being their sister's keepers, I think has a, has a historical basis. And I mentioned to you, if it took as long until 1920 for women to get the right to vote, I think what happened after they had, they could not compete with the men on that level, even after that happened, it still was not any real competition. So the only thing they actually had to compete with would be each other. Mm-hmm. Because even though the, the society established that the men are people, you, know, you won't get the same position, you won't get the same salary, and this was through the years after that, when women just began to, uh, uh, just a little bit to get into work their way into society to be a part of the workforce. It wasn't anything that you contributed that much. So you, who do you turn to for competition? Yeah. You turn to another woman. You can't compete with the man. And the man is satisfied with this. Yeah. And I just kind of mentioned, too, it was always kind of awesome for me to see men uh, uh, not feel the way we do. They're not people. They don't uh, They more or less concentrate. If there's any covetousness in them, it's because of job position. or They don't look at each other from the outside mm-hmm. where you're wearing this and, and uh, you don't look good this way or you need to do this for this. Theirs is on a much higher level. And I think that was I think that was uh, established early in the society. I think we just fall into we just continue to fall into that trap. Right. Yeah. Right. I asked uh, some men at the workplace why do they feel that women cannot or do not bond like men, and they both said that's basically the same thing. Men are born to bond with other men. Mm-hmm. They look to other men to be a man. They look at other men to learn how to do things, so that's a bond. Whereas mothers sometimes don't teach their girls how to bond. Mm-hmm. We don't tell our girls, okay, hey, I'm the best friend you could ever have. You can always come talk with right. me. Because mothers don't bond with their daughters. They don't, not the they don't bond with their daughters. And then they said that one of the other reasons might be that Women either have an issue with their fathers, mm-hmm. so therefore they're not going to bond with other women. And then the ones who have a good relationship with their fathers would tend to find it easier to bond with other men, but they don't find it as hard to bond with women. But the women can't bond with them because they're trying to compete to get the same attention from men mm-hmm. that she's getting from a man. Right. Not saying that they're... Sexually, it can be totally friendship. Right. Right. So they said there are a lot of reasons why they feel, and and I I, saw, I see that. I mean, even in the workplace, you find a woman, you can't go up and ask her how do you do this. Mm-hmm. She might say, I don't know, 
instead of saying, well, yeah, let me show you. And then if she shows you, she's afraid she's going to learn something. In most cases, she'll show you and then go back and talk about having to show Show you. So we have this, um, it's just this, this, this competitive spirit about one another as if, you know, well, if you get there first, you're better than I am or, 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 or so forth. And that's internal That's because that's why I said if you get to a place where you're happy with where you are, who you are, and where you're going, then you have you should have faith and confidence in that. But so many of us are lacking it, and it starts at such a young age that we begin to lack it. I think even today a lot of these young girls who are, and women too, who are even sexually involved, uh, they were talking about it on, on um Oprah last night, a lot of them don't want to be sexually involved, but they don't want to be alone either. They want, they want someone to love them because they're missing it from their fathers, missing it from their mothers because we've, we've, no one is in the home. People are working 24-7 to pay for all the stuff that we don't really need. So what is happening is we are growing up, we're women, but we're still those little girls without fathers who've never really truly been loved by anyone. And so you, you get to a point where you've, you've tried to cover all this up. Now you're angry, you feel defeated, you feel unworthy, you feel um, just like nothing because my dad didn't love me, I don't have a relationship with my mom, I don't have a relationship with my sisters because if you look at the family structure now, sisters don't talk to sisters. They talk about each other. Brothers don't talk to brothers. There's no family structure. There's no family love, no that agape love. So we're all we're grown people in this big world with all all of these things, with all these issues. Yet, like Cam and I were talking, we know God, mm-hmm. and God, the fruit of the spirit is none of the things that we are holding on in us: the bitterness, the unforgiveness, mm-hmm. the lack of self worth, the unworthiness. All those things are from the devil, from the Satan. So. Um, for those of you who are listening in, if you want to get on, get in on this, feel free to do so. We want to hear about your experiences with sisters in your lives. And this is not just about, uh, this is not about race. It's not about age because we're all going through it. So if you have something to share, whether you're on the chat line or the phone line, do let us know. For phone, you know you have to, do, you have to select the number one. So we'll keep going. Anybody else got anything on that so far? Yeah, I wanted to say, too, and I guess we'll probably get to this, but I think with women, we have, it's got to, and this has to start with that, with the, with the little ones, the girls who are small. We've got to take the concentration away from outward appearance. There's nothing wrong with looking good. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with feeling that they that other people see you. We've got to start looking at character. And we as women, men can do that. But we as women do it more so, I think, than men do. I mean, someone walks in the room and you immediately look at what shoes she has. Does it go with the dress? How is the hair? It should be this way. There's a concentration on the outward appearance. We've got to get away from that to the extent where it becomes least important of importance when you can compare it to what is my character. Right. And if you look at the character, you're not having nearly as much to judge. It's so much fake to judge by it because most of the outward part of it can change. I mean, it's just, so I think that's, with women, with most of us, if it goes beyond or transcends right, it has to go beyond the outward appearance. We've got to start stressing character, right, and that has to be a bigger stress. And I've I've been kind of guilty of of doing it because I, it was done to me, mm-hmm. even with Kim. Uh, and growing up, it was well, your hair needs to be this way. I'm going to do this. It was a concert in Alex, and she would say to me, "But Nellie, it's just a dress. 
That was then. It's just, it's just, it, that, that was, was it. But I mean, it was the same what she was saying, that you're putting a lot of emphasis on oh. what I'm wearing. If this color doesn't go together, that's okay. But my thing was, because that's the way I was brought up. You know, this goes to this, but that was, to me, was the, I've got to look good. Mm. The concentration has to be on the outside. Right. And we've become, we have got to stop that. Right. Honestly. Right. Because we become a people that just look good. Our outside, um, appears to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. You're happy. Like clowns. That's what I say. Just we become clowns because inside you're dying, but you're all pretty up on the outside. And you're right. Our well, young girls are going through that. Judge you that way too. Right. I mean, I, I just, you're allowing people to look at the outside is because you have on something that may have cost a little bit more than what another woman has on. Then you make a judgment. We have to be, refuse to be judged by that. Right. One thing that we have that. We probably didn't have a lot of when we were younger. Well, when mom was younger, was the media. Mm-hmm. The media is a great part of the of the outer appearance of what you need to look like on the outside. But let me stop you because getting back to the young girls, okay? Because the media can give us that, but the parents are the ones buying into this. Because right, I mean, when when Brandon was growing up. I'm I'm not paying $100 for shoes. Sorry. I don't pay $100 for my shoes. So if I'm going to consignment my brother, we're going to Walmart for you. I'm not I didn't do that. So mm-hmm. if if they're getting it next door, then I suggest you go over and ask them, can you work for them so mm-hmm. you can get it because I'm not paying that. So the media, and that's what I mean, we're not parenting our children. Exactly. We're not we're letting the world and media dictate what what you get, what what we do in this household. And then you're leaving the kids to raise themselves, and then what we get is what we have now. You have kids who don't know who they are. They have no identity. They they Their character, like you said, who they are is based on what they have, how much they can get, how much it costs sometimes. You don't can't take them to Walmart and get them oh, some no. shoes. Oh, no. So as young girls, even my, my next-door neighbor, I was telling Tondra how, She's so defensive at this young age. She doesn't want the other little girls here. Well, why do they have to come over? And why do you have to help them with their homework? Why do you have to do this? But she's okay. And so even at a young age, she's competitive. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, it starts there because it's the same thing experience I think that people have. We have a possessiveness as women, too, with each other sometimes. Right, right. If I'm angry with someone else and, 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 and you're not, then I possess you. I, I, you can't. The same. It's the same way. Right. And if this grows up in her, it, why? Did, why is it that someone else has to be a part? Because she's lacking that. Exactly. Whatever it is, a lack that's there, and she found some security in you, in visiting you. But we do that as women. You can't be her friend and my friend too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of that that goes on. If you, if I don't like her, then you shouldn't like her. If you're my friend, and at some point. You just have to grow up and say, hey, she's not did anything to me. And usually it's a, it's about a situation, usually it's a man, probably most, yeah. most for the most part. Mm-hmm. but Or somebody has said something or, you know, it could be something that you're out and someone has said something about the other. But it comes a time when we just have to, we got to stop. We just got to stop it. Well, well first of all, you should teach, I think, for me, I teach my kids that, each friend is in your life for a certain reason. You might be closer to this person because academically y'all are on the same level. Mm-hmm. So y'all study buddies. You might have this particular friend because you play this particular sport. So y'all play sports together. And that does not mean that you have to love one of them 
more than you love the other one. Because everybody's in your life for a different mm-hmm. fit. Mm-hmm. It's just like a puzzle. It's a piece that connects, and that's what makes a person a lot of times who they are. Because they have, that, that shows their differences. Right. I'm not like Tammy. I'm not like Kim. I'm not like Miss Erlene. But like, for instance, Miss Erlene and came into my life because Amber attends and because I know you. I went out with Tammy and met Kim. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that, hey, because we all connect in some form of fashion, I'm not supposed to speak to Kim? Right. Or I'm not supposed to speak to Miss Elaine? No. Right. Because they, they fit in their way. And right. people have to learn that everybody fit in your life in a certain way. Especially for our young girls, I think it's important right. for, for, for adults and parents um, even to set examples when it comes to stages in your life at, at such a young age. And, and this goes back to the fatherless daughters as well, fatherless children. I'll say that. We won't keep it on the daughters. But fatherless uh, world, uh, which has made mothers be motherless as well, and not all, uh, some by choice, because you still, you still have to hold up to your responsibility. You cannot say, because I'm single, um, my child is going to get away or my child did get away. You have a responsibility to hold it down because you, it just, you, don't, you get one chance. But we have a responsibility to teach our kids that in seventh grade, this young man, in most cases that you know today, that you think you're so crazy about, mm-hmm. won't, be won't be around. He won't be around. It's like Pastor Harris that told his daughter, it's okay to say this, but share with his daughter, you know, come back to me in, in three months. And if any of those young girls are with those guys that they're with now, if they're with them, then we'll talk about we'll talk about it. But if not, we won't. And guess what? You go back three months and none of them are together. But we're also teaching them that in the world today, too. No, I mean, nothing, no one wants, wants to work at anything. It's just instant gratification and let it go. And so that's what we're teaching them. And these young girls are growing up with all this uh, comparison, baggage. That's why they compare themselves to you. I was looking um, last night, I believe. Comparison is an act of violation against self. So when you are comparing yourself to someone else, then you are violating yourself. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is, I'm not good enough. And you say that God didn't do quite a good job. Quite a good quite job. Questioning God. It's something that I was told is it's God, don't, Kim. God don't make no jump. So as long as you're comparing yourself to someone else, you're saying that God made me junkie. I'm nothing but junk, so you are so much better than I am, Tanya. You look better than me. Your hair is better than mine. That's what you're job, saying on the inside. Exactly. That's your what you're job saying. is right. better than mine. Oh. But what you're, really saying, you. what you're really saying is, I don't I like am, me. Right. right. I don't like where I am in my life. That's what you're really saying. not enough. I'm right. not enough. I would like to know your ideas on how men fit into this. I mean, with, it, it, with the tension with the women as far as, do you think that they have it, the, the place where they, how they are established in terms of their relationship to whether it has anything to do with the clash. So much okay, you saying, let me make sure I understand that. How does men fit how into it? How does men fit into it as far as shaping her comparing herself to other women? 
shaping her the position. Okay. How do they fit into that? I think going back, if you're starting at a young age, I think this, the the notion of that or the root of that is coming from the fatherless yeah. home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does because men just don't understand and don't know how much value they put into it. not just the little girls but the young boys as well. God God put God made it that way. But everybody's doing every, doing it their own way, doing their own thing. And so what you have is young boys who who are growing up, they don't know what to do because they're not seeing it being done. So your young girls who are really supposed to their dads should be their first love. Period. Well, Period. I, I, I want you to take the adult woman too. The adult woman is the little girl that grows, grows up, up. Okay. with with that boy okay. in her life. So the adult is she is that forty or thirty year old woman who is still looking for her value because if your seed, if your father does not love you, and it doesn't mean, and what what fathers don't understand is, it doesn't mean you have to be in the home. It doesn't mean you have to be right there. 24-7, but you, you do have a responsibility, your head. And so that 40-year-old woman is that young girl who's now seeking and has been seeking since, like we were talking about the young girls last night, seventh grade. Um, it's not that they want sex. It's just that they want to be nurtured. They want to be held. They want to know that somebody loves me. And as soon as they think this little boy does and find out he doesn't, that's another rejection, that's another pain, that's another hurt. Mm-hmm. So now so what do they do? I'm going to the next one. Maybe this is it. That's not it. So I'm going to the next one. And so now she's had so many next ones until she doesn't know who she, she is now because she gave herself to all these people. So they they are, the women are those young girls. Mm-hmm. And so once you get into the big world level, when you get to the, not your father's, but the dating side of it, that's a whole other world. Well, I was also thinking in terms of what men expect. I mean, I was trying to see if that had a big, if it played a big part in terms of women, the tension of women, to the extent that they have their, they set up their own criteria, how they want their woman to look, and how and many times it has some, maybe something to do with how another woman looks, or does that play any part, does that play a big part in that? I, I don't know if it does, not necessarily for men. I think women may think, Women may bring more of that on themselves, trying to compare and be more um, sometimes. But I think men do play the game. I mean, I think they, they, they play the game and play it well, but I don't think intentionally. I just think men just do what they do. But, you know, I think the girls, are the, the ladies are the ones that kind of compare, particularly with the ratio. Um, I've heard women talk about that, too, especially in Atlanta. I forget what it is here, but the ratio woman, it's woman. yeah, it's, it's like crazy. So, so you, it would be the same way you think if men were not here. I think it would be the, I think it would be the same because you may take one part of it out, but I think it would be the same because the women are the same. The what where it's coming from is what's going on inside of that woman because if if that is straightened, if they can get to a point where they deal with that. The men won't be an issue because they won't deal with it. Well, I was going to say, and then they, the women won't allow the men. Right, to exactly, them. exactly. Then they won't. It won't matter because they'll know who they are, and and won't deal with it. So, um, I think it will be the same. It may it may eliminate a part of a piece of that puzzle, but I think the results will be the same because you still have that adult woman 
coming from that childhood of, of pain, rejection, and all those things uh, that people just don't realize how much it affects. That's why you got so much teenage pregnancy. They were saying last night that 92% of girls that marry, uh, that come from a single-parent home will end up in divorce. That's almost 100%. And most of the women were saying that, where they were talking about what they saw their mom put up with, how they saw their mom love, how they saw their mom be lo- receive love, the things that they just, I mean, it just destroyed them eternally because they're missing their father, really don't have mom because mom was that little girl at one point. She's missing her father. She's look, still looking for love at 40 and so forth. So you just we're repeating the cycle, and all of that, Baggage is coming out on each other. We're taking it out on each other rather than. Sorry, you guys, my phone was ringing. I forgot to turn it off. Um, we're taking it out on each other rather than dealing with self. So, so that was a good one. Good question. Any more? Yeah, you got it. You got another one. Bring it up. Come on. Well, I was just, I just thought it, but I had jotted that down empathy. And I was just wondering whether or not. If we begin to teach our girls, uh, I think a lot of, from, from observation, a lot of teen, teenagers, they don't have very much empathy. So the, I mean, it's kind of a thing where, uh, you know, I don't empathize with whatever, whatever you're going through. I can, I can separate that. I don't have to. I don't have to feel what you're feeling. I don't have to understand why you're feeling that way. And, and I think we're like, we don't have a lot of empathy all the time. Because it's such... We so dehumanized, I think, because of so much pain. Because the the young girls, they go through so much at an early age. If you, I mean, well, you know, because we hear it. So by the time they reach 12, 13, they're so buried in their own pain until I don't have time to have sympathy. Right. I mean, it's like, hey, we're and in the, the same the boat. probably never Showed them how to be big time. That, that was fun, yes. Yeah. Because they see each other. Yeah. Right. right. And that's what it's about. It's nothing to concentrate on. Because you, you know, since you can lose that, you really can. I mean, you, you become, like you, you say, you can become so much a part of your own world that, uh, that, that we lose that. We don't, we really don't expect men to have it. I mean, we just kind of no. accept that they don't have to be empathetic too much. Because that's they're not, not, man they're not, not emotional creatures. Right. 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 But, Okay, if if the little girl doesn't have that, it goes back to this. Girls, kids, learn by example. If your mom's not like that, you're not going to be like that. Yeah, we mimic what a, we see. A, a single mom can raise a boy by knowing that she needs to seek guidance from another man. There might be a mentor, not a sexual partner, but a mentor to that little boy. You know, what happens when it takes a village to raise a child? And see, that's where, when you talk about women, I'm glad you brought that up, because we're so, I want to say evil, but let me say another word. Consumed we're so ourselves. Well, that's a good one. Consumed with ourselves until, just to, just to pat the, some of the fathers on the back, because I've seen fathers who want to be a part of their children's lives, but they're not allowed to, because... We're so selfish and caught up, or people are, some women are, saying, no, well, if you didn't do it exactly like I, you want, I wanted you to do it, or you weren't here when I wanted you to, or you're, here, you're over there with her, you're not going to see your kids. To me, 
You don't love, to me, I'm sorry, you don't love your kids when you do that. You cannot. You don't love yourself. You don't love your kids because if you don't understand that your child needs you and the father, regardless. But that that's another good point because it shows, again, this little girl has grown up to this this woman now and have these children, but she sees this, this man, the father of her kids, as whatever, Probably her own pain. Uh, so it she becomes it becomes a per, per right, right. So now them. you're not going to be a part of your children's lives because you're going to do them exactly like somebody did me, and so on. But um, I just wanted to bring you that up since you talked about the the fathers. So good point. Good point. Okay, so we covered comparison. What about the judging? Did we talk about that? No, that's one, that's one of the places I think where if 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 we if we consciously try to be more empathetic, it'll be less of that. I mean, because we judge before knowing our, our perception of, of of what we see in woman to woman is becomes what we just accept as a part of it because it's our perception. And I think that the whole idea of learning how to say, well, if this woman looking at it from outside, if something isn't just right, being more concerned about why it's not just right. That's a part of empathy rather than, than you're talking behind her back and the gossip. Because usually we don't. I mean, I don't like what she's doing. I don't like her dress. But I, I don't find out why she's acting a certain way because we're not concerned about How much of it do you think is just women and how we are? Cause, and I bring this up well, because... we've been that for so long, though, the fact that we're just women. And you have to change it. You really... Because, I, I mean, I, I was looking at the, the show last night and, and uh, Oprah was saying that Stedman had come in and he said, uh, Baby, did you know... So-and-so's wife left him for a lady, and she said she stood up and said, what? What's her name? Who is the lady when? And she said, he was like, I don't know. And she said, she said, what do you mean you don't know? You didn't ask the question? He's like, no, we were playing golf. I just said, good shot. <laughs> <laughs> but a woman wants to know when, who, where, when. Yeah, and how is he doing? Yeah, but it's so it's so true. We are so different as as women, you know, versus men, but I just thought how much of that just has to do with who who you who yeah, we are. But like you said, we can we can no longer make an excuse right. for that. Well, if, if we if we do it that way, we continue to do it that way. There is, we don't go to the next level, which is to reach out. Right. And that's what we don't do a lot of times as women. We'll we'll do the gossip and talk, but we won't take that next step. And the next step is what can I do to help? Right. Right. And and when we say what can I do to help, that's what we were talking earlier. The the woman has the friend has to be willing to accept the help and the criticism if that's what you want to call it. You know, you we can't. People want you to water the truth if they want it at all. Especially women, they they want you to say, hey, they it, they really don't want their, your advice. They want because they want to do what they want to do anyway. In most cases, they are, but. In order for me to be my sister's keeper, my sister want, needs to want to be kept and and bought out of wherever she is. And that's that's the thing. Most cases, I think we've gotten so comfortable in darkness until we want to stay there. We feel comfortable there. I won't say we want to stay. And when one starts to move out, then like Kim and I were saying earlier, that's when you hear where well she's changed or she thinks she's better now. It's not that. It's just at some point you have to be responsible for your choices and your life, and you can no longer uh, hold on to, well, this is how my mom did it, or this is what my dad did, or this is what 
this is the world. You can no longer you can choose to make your own world or be a part of this world okay. and accept what's going on in it. But one thing that I when we talk about judging, most of the time when we judge people, we don't even know who they are. You you're looking like oh look at her she thinks she all that and she could be the one person that needs someone to talk to, but you're looking like she could be confident she may appear to be confident she may appear. To be to have everything in order. She could be the one that you need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 But we have a tendency to judge people that we don't know. Right. By what they have on, by what they work, on, their hair, exactly. all of that. Exactly. All that. And you and miss out on some can't friends. Say it's, human. it's just something that we, as women, do. We do it. Okay. All right. So competition. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do you feel, we talked about that just a little, and then we'll let you share some of the things that you got, especially from the the men. Did the men reply back? Okay, okay. Well, why don't you read some of your responses? Tondra uh, is here, and she kind of did a survey, took a survey today, and she's going to read some of the replies that she received. And kind of tell, you don't have to give their name, but like age and uh, race. Okay. Um, this person is 38. She's white, and she said that she thinks they compete because it's a woman's natural makeup to do so. Everyone, Every woman likes attention, and when a man shows them attention or another woman, based on what they're wearing or how they look, that makes her feel good. Oh, she so, said, or another woman as well? Mm-hmm. Now, so, because right basically, I think what she's saying is, once again, within herself, she's insecure. She doesn't really know that she looks good, or she she might not be happy with the way she right. is. She might want to be more of an outgoing person, but she's really an introvert. That is so true, because yeah. try, try this the next time. Instead of saying, judging a woman by what she has on, find something. I think we said this on the other show. Find something about that woman that you like, whether it's her hair, and say that your hair really looks Nice. You will you will be surprised of the. I told Kim that the other day. I mean, even if I go to a a, a restaurant, the customer service is not very good, and a fast food or whatever, the woman is there. And before I leave, Kim, we were talking about that. And I, I, I won't lie, but I'll find something positive. Completely change the, the whole aura of a face. Right. The, and even with with within the conversation or how they respond and react to you, once you say something nice, because people don't hear it. People, you speak to people today and they look at you like, what's wrong with her? She spoke. She mm-hmm. said hi. I don't know her because they're not expecting it. It's it's so it's not a part of the world. When back in the day, you didn't pass people without speaking. I mean, you just didn't. You didn't come into a room without acknowledging who's there. But one thing about what she just said, when a person gives you a compliment, that's like instantly stroking that person. Oh, you look really good. That's confirming to them that they look good, even though they may say, oh, I look really nice today. But if someone else says it, it's almost like confirming what they what they think they know. Girl who's never heard it. 
That's true. You got to go back to that same little girl who's now this this grown woman who's never have affirmation, who's never been confirmed that they are they're beautiful or I love you just like you are, your daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. So they've grown up and they need. That's why that that disconnect is there. That's why we said they're dehumanized, so to speak, mm-hmm. in in every area. But you know, I just thought about something. You know, we're sitting here we talking about how women are like that. But nowadays you have men like that because the mothers who raised these boys did not teach them. Mm-hmm. So you got two just like that, right. the woman and the man. Yeah. That's true. You know? You, you, you got, not seriously. Oh, you got to tell me. You know, <laughs> another thing, another thing oh, that. It's another show. It's another, another show, show, but, I mean, it's true. It is. You know, and so. Not only do we as women need to work on our little girls, we need to work on our little boys. Yes, for sure. No, what I think we do, but what 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 also needs to happen is women and men, adults, we just got to come to a point where okay, we didn't get this, we didn't have this, we 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 should have had it, we wanted it. This is what it did to us, but now I'm 40 years old. Ain't it's nothing I right can here. do about it. It stopped it's, right it's, here. It's stopped. No, it it's stopped back it's there. Right. Right. It's but gone. But you got to stop, stop. Right. So you so stop it, it and you right. Because you move on. Because right. I can't go back and get what I needed from my dad when I was six or seven. No, I can't exactly. go back because I can't exactly. be six or seven again. No. So I had to come to a point in realization to where my my. <laughs> My dad loved me the best he how he knew how to love. Yes, he could. And and that has to be enough. And for me, I did that. I got to a point where I I mean, really he thought I had flipped out and I I think all of you know that where uh for a few years I called him, said, Okay, today's your daughter's birthday, she just called for you to say happy birthday. <laughs> today's Mother's Day, she just called for and he'd say it. But what happened the next year? He called. He called. He called. So you have to t- let people know. Another thing here is people, we don't let people know what we expect of them. Exactly. And we got to do better with that. You have, even you have even to, to your the people, know, your friends, your fathers, your, your kids, right, know, your, kids you your parents right. know. You, I mean, right. it's right. not just between mothers we have and unexpressed cousins. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's everybody, right. you know. Exactly. Right. So it's unexpressed expectations lead to disappointment. Right. You can't right. keep them out in the dark forever and expect them to understand. To know. Right, right. Especially, again, because they're dealing with their own stuff, you know. My dad was dealing with, and still is to this day, I know he is dealing with losing my grandmother, you know. I just, just, I know that for for a fact. But people, you just have to understand that people love you the best that they can. Yeah, they do. And they, and, and once you express that, like with my dad, once I let him know, okay, this is where I am and, and how I felt, I was over it and done. Because at some point, you just got to pull them up and go. You just got to right. live life. Um, another thing, which goes back to what we were talking about, the mother and the daughter, a lot of women do not know, they say here, the code of ethics. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to even start to be a friend. Sure. They So, therefore, they're unable to bond. They don't know that you're not supposed to spread what your friend has told you in confidence because their mom have never said, hey, you know, this is between us. Mm-hmm. You know, you can come talk to mommy anytime. I'm your best friend. Um, 
They also don't understand Can that. Can you say that one more time? Because I, mean, I, want, I want every mother to hear that and father to have yeah. an open door. Say that again because you have to have an open yeah. door policy. Right. You Come really tell me. I, you know, I I use my child example. I have a girl and a boy. I have a daughter that's almost, should be 15 next week. And I tell her, I said, hey. And I've been telling her forever in a day. So much to the point that she went to my dad in kindergarten and told my daddy, hey, I'm popular. My dad had took her. Every Friday would have a, a lunch date, well, a dinner date. And they were sitting there talking, and he said, she said, big daddy, you know what? I'm popular. Do you know what popular means? But see, I have always told her, I might not agree with what you do. I might not agree with what you say. But tell me so we can talk about it. I've been your age before two times because I'm almost three now. And I understand what it means to be 15 years old, 12 years old, Mm -hmm. 8. You know, yeah, there is pressure to have sex. There is pressure. Now they have even more pressure because you have other things things going on. You know, um, where we had marijuana, they have... This other stuff added to marijuana. So I tell them, say, hey, come talk yeah. to me. Tell me what's going on. <coughs> yeah. Molly. 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 Yeah. That's a lot of marijuana. Yeah. But we have to tell our kids, I'm your best friend. Mm-hmm. Friendship starts in the house. Yeah. I'm your parent first, and I'm your friend second. Yes, I'm going to discipline you. You're going to hate me today, but you're going to love me tomorrow. And if they don't learn friendship within the house, how can they be friends outside the right. house? That's true. And, and also, how can they, since we already established that we mimic what we see. Exactly. So if what they're seeing is totally opposite of what we are saying, mm-hmm. like not on butterflies, how can I tell them anything if, 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 if I'm in the street? You know what I'm saying? How can I sit and say, you know, don't sleep around, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to have all these guys and all that. So parents need, and they don't see me. They don't see me. They don't see what I do, but they do see what their parents do. So if a parent is saying, hey, especially a mother, hey, or if they're saying it, in most cases they're not even talking about it, um, you don't need to have all these guys here, but they've seen ten guys in a year mm-hmm. in mama's bed, in the house, if not moved in. So we have to not on we have to be examples. But again, it goes back to the reason you're not keeping your sisters is because you're not keeping yourself. Yeah, that's right. The reason you're judging your sisters is because you you're you're really judging yourself when you're ju- when you judge them. Yeah. It's something that they're telling you what you see in them makes you see who you really are. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um Teach them, oh, they said that most women lack self-worth. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're worth. They don't understand that, you know, hey, regardless of how you look, what size you are, how long your hair is, how short your hair is, you're still precious. Something that I tell my students, um, we start the, in Zumba, we, I tell my students that, now, how old are these? This is Kim, guys. Students. Uh, I'm Kim. Zumba. I teach Zumba. How old and are they? My, they range from 17 okay. to okay. in their 40s, 50s. Okay. 
And I let them know they're all sizes. I let them know that you have to, first of all, look in that mirror and love who's staring back at you now. Because until you can fall in love with that person, even if you lose weight, even if you get to where you want to be, you will still see that same person in the mirror. That's right. So I say you have to every day look at yourself and say, hey, I love you. I love who I see right now. Look at your body, whatever you are, whatever size you are. Because it's about what you think. It's like so that thought, you reap that action. So that action, you reap that habit, and that habit becomes your character. So if your your thoughts are negative, I don't like who I am, but you're not doing anything about it, mm-hmm. inside, like you said, character, we got to get them to, to, to we got to get this world to focus on who you are. Who are you? Exactly. Not what you look like, what you have, exactly. where you live, exactly. how many purses you have, how many shoes. You know, we talk about trying to get girls to not on butterflies, but I see the lady who uh teaching young girls how to wear stilettos, mm. they they flock them there. Mm-hmm. But you're teaching them how to love themselves, and you can't get them to come out. Mm-hmm. The last meeting I had more fathers who participated than women. Mm-hmm. So you got fathers saying, my daughter needs this, where mothers want to lead their daughters to learn how to walk in stilettos. Seriously, that's at fifth grade, that's see, where your that's, values are, mm-hmm. in stilettos and purses. But see, that's because the first thing that most mothers, my generation and younger do, is take their daughters to where? The nail shop. Mm-hmm. They think that's bonding time. That's, that's fine. That's good. Yeah. Why can't you paint your nails on the floor at home? And talk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And save your money. Yeah, I mean, you do, though. So, you're right. You know, they're just doing what they see yeah. their mothers do. 
Right. So basically, um, I don't want to keep every, I've been trying to keep these shows under an hour and not get going. But the whole gist of this is, and I want to make sure we covered everything. You guys, did we leave anything out? The judging, all of it amounts to this. What's going on inside of you? Who are you? And we just have to learn to, just like the kids look at us and mimic what they see, or as we grow up, we we mimic what we see, we're doing the same thing as adults. We're basing our lives on what's going on in the world. Okay, I was going to say, too, I think it has to eventually get to a point where we were talking about how men bond with, with sports and their job position, that type of thing. I think women need to find more situations where you can bond in a way where you are you are you are truthful. Right. Your, your feelings you can you can say this is the way I feel and this uh, with other women. Right. And I don't think we have a lot of that. I mean because we men can while the women are taking care of the kids and they're running the kids these places they they can sit in front of a football game mm-hmm. and have friends over. The women are just so occupied with so many other things. I think in the future if we found more situations where women could bond together in arenas where they could where they're allowed to other than the club, other than the club and things like that where they can communicate. Yeah, where they can well, I see. And I think when men do it as well, they're not worried about because I think women, for for the most part, they kind of get together and do some things, uh, whether it be shopping. But they don't really worry about men. Don't worry about if they're doing a football game. They don't worry about if somebody comes in. Hey, man, where does he work? Is he married? You know, where does he live? They don't worry about that kind of stuff. It's it's not even important. It's so. I mean. It's, even if we got together and if women start to do more things, you and I were talking about how Ruben goes to play, they have the, the golf group, the golf whatever it is, league, the golf league. If women did that, it well, it might not be. <laughs> be quiet on that one. Well, if women did that, it still wouldn't be as, as probably as smooth, run as smoothly as it does with the men. It probably would. It probably would be a whole lot. I think it, I think it has to be situations where women are in intimate situations, I mean, where you talk. Like now. Like now. Okay. And do that and, and develop friendships within groups of people that you don't know. I think we develop groups of friendships with people as long as I know you. Because of this trust, because because you don't what what has happened is because all of this has has come fast forward, and women don't trust each other. People don't trust people, period. But women certainly, like if we're in a circle like this, what's going to happen is what if I say something? Particularly, I may not know everybody there, um, and you even if you say what 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 said here stays here. You know, if people have to learn to be right, people have to learn to be trustworthy people. But that just doesn't work. So people don't open up. Women don't open up, number one, because they feel like they're going to be judged. But if we would, I remember taking, um, um, oh, gosh, what is her name? Beth Moore's class, and I cannot think of the name of it. Um, but there was a series, and I took, it was like, I don't know, maybe a 10-week, class, and I promise you, I ne- I sat in that room thinking, and I'm just going to say, say it like it is, white women have just as many problems as we have. As I left there, I thought they have more yeah. because this, this their stuff is different. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. different stuff, seriously. Mm-hmm. So we, we, in talking and being in that class and hearing people express their pain and, and where they come from and if we do that, we'll all realize black, blue, white, whatever. 
We got some stuff. Your stuff may be different than mine, but it's coming from the point of pain. It's a disappointment. It's something that has affected your life in a way, in such a way, to it's now a part of your adult life. It's something that, for whatever reason, you can't get rid of. And for most, for, for most parts of it, I feel that the reason you can't get rid of it is because you've kept it a secret. You've kept it inside. There's nobody. There's really not been anybody there for you to express it. Just to understand, just to hear and understand, because acknowledging your pain or anything is the first thing you have to do. Acknowledging. You have to know that there's something there. Otherwise, when Tondra comes and tells me, which she's had to tell me plenty of times, Tammy, that's not right, or this is what I see. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I've hurt your feelings. All out of love, though, right? Okay. And that's it. You just know that that like, the people. I talk to you right now. <laughs> Goodbye. No, I, mean, I listen. Yeah. I listen because I know that I understand that she sees something that yeah. I don't see. Right, know. because our emotions you know, are caught up in but, it. Right. But, that came from, mm-hmm. but that came from the way my parents raised me. Right. My parents are honest. They would tell us. This like first time she on. said, though, I've heard her feelings, though. That's why you because there's that. no need of telling you. You should tell me that. Your friend, <laughs> I, mean, I suppose to take it as, as my father say, constructive criticism. Okay. Because that's what I'm saying. And move on. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be my choice. To but they say the truth hurts. That's true. It's either, it's either my choice to fix it yeah. or not fix right. it. Mm-hmm. But you said it's my, your choice to fix it or not fix it. See, and I think it's my duty to be honest with you, right. and I, vice versa. Because, I mean, if, if if she's not going to tell me what she sees in me or the things that I need to change, is that really love for me? No. Right. Because to do that means you want to see me move past it, get over it, progress. So we don't operate in truth anymore. Okay, do we do we operate in truth with our kids? No. Yeah. No. no. How, many ki- how many parents... Would actually tell their child, I don't think that's your sport. You need to try something right. else. And say, oh, you're doing a wonderful job. Yeah. See, and I get mad at somebody yeah. else. They tell me not doing good. Right. What you mean by that? Right. So, that's not his sport. So, we have to teach our, so here we go again, you got to teach your daughter how to accept and give constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it back to what to kind of what you started out with, Miss Earlene, talking about that agape love, and and kind of what Cam and I were talking about before you all got here. To me, as I said at the first part of the show, what has happened is as as many and I say this and I say this and I say this as many churches as there are on every street corner, they're filled to capacity. You see all the Facebook postings, everybody is saved, sanctified, filled with the absolute Holy Ghost, but nothing's changing. Yeah. Nothing's changing. We're not following God's way. You mentioned that agape love. We don't have agape love for our children, for ourselves, for our spouses, for anybody. Because you don't have it for yourself. You can't legislate that either. It's like you can't legislate making someone care about you. Right. You can't legislate you can't legislate agape love. You can't make people do it. Right. It has to be it is a hard problem. It I, really is. Right. I was uh Tonda and I was discussing and, and I think it's second Timothy having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. And I, I it's it's so awesome how you just get new revelations sometimes when you're reading something. 
But taking looking at it from a parent perspective, let's say mother, since we're talking about woman to woman, am I am I my sister's keeper? If you said as, as it relates to mothers, having a form of motherness, but denying the power thereof, and that's what we have. Because anybody, just like anybody, can have a child, but not everybody is a mom. That's true. So you're denying the power that comes with being a mother. The same with father. So we don't support one another. Everybody's just so self-seeking, self-satisfying, and we're not. And not that we're perfect. And God's not looking for a perfect person, perfect people. He's looking for people who's willing to take up their cross and follow Him daily. I mean, take up your mess. And follow me because if you follow me, your mess is gonna fall away. You're gonna, you're gonna, every, you know, you're gonna drop some things, and then we're gonna work on the next thing. Mm-hmm. But what you, what people are finding, and making excuses for God's grace and mercy, yeah. and say, oh, okay, it's okay, it's okay that you stay here. Absolutely not, because if you stay here, if you continue, mothers denying the power of being a mother, father denying the power of being father, husbands. Wise, then you're not growing. You're not you're not taking up your cross and dying daily. You taking up your cross and you going the opposite way with your cross, doing what you want to do daily. And that's why we have people who don't know how, women who don't know how to embrace women. Because if we come together and empower one another, we'd be fearless. This world would be fearless. Because if we get it right, then we'll even with the men. I keep right. saying they they have they will have no choice. They will have no choice. I mean, I, I would like to see us more and more to look. I'm looking forward to you getting that scholarship. 
I'm looking forward to you being involved in this, something where you're reaching people. Take it away from the outward thing. I think that's really important for women. With the girls, and then it'll grow up into womanhood. Her character. Start to look at it. on the character. I mean, you could, it's nothing wrong with looking good, and, and, but that doesn't become the emphasis. We should emphasize it as mothers. And uh, uh, how do I look? You look good, but but how was you, how were you great today? I mean, what yeah. is it that you're going to? I mean, what are you looking at? What are your goals for next year? Uh, six months down the line, what's your concentration on? Not how many uh, shoes, shoes you get. I don't want that to be just your conversation. You know, that's conversation something else with me too. Right. Then. Even right. if you ask a young child like the, the the new little girl that we have in the butterflies, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting her to tell me what she told me. And I said, "What do you?" And she's eighth grade, I think, eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. She'll be in. But she has this idea in her head that she can tell you exactly what she wants to invent. I mean, she can talk it out. And I'm sitting like, I wish I knew all this or, or had this idea, but someone has had to plant that in her. Mm-hmm. And this is now, what, what, this is the young girl whose father went all out of his way to get her to this meeting last Saturday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went all out of his way to get her. Mm-hmm. So here she has a father in her life that's been in her life from day one who's affirming who she is, who's setting that standard, who's going to tell her, if if the wrong guy comes up, he's gonna be right there to stop it, That's right. because he's in her life. Mm-hmm. So she's this at this young age. She's this positive person. Would you like to sing? Yeah, I'll sing. You want to do a poem? Yeah. I mean, confidence. Mm-hmm. She just just got confidence, and that's what I mean. Fathers don't know, brothers don't know, husbands don't know, cousins who are men. You don't know what role you play. In, in your woman's life, whatever, whether in she's your sister, life. in the world too. But you got it. It needs to start within your circle because God because, started the world, right? But see, nobody following God's way, okay? But it should be, it should be, and that's why I say it goes back to the, what Miss Earlene started to show out with. You know, we just come so far. We're doing things our way. Yeah. We're doing what we and want we're to accepting do, and we're accepting. Yes, women. Right. I mean, I just, I mean, that part of it. I mean, we. To throw all that, but when we're just women, this is what women do, and it's not necessary. It doesn't have to continue that way. It doesn't have to be always you women do. Exactly. You can make some changes. Exactly. You know? Get rid exactly. of the excuses. Absolutely. So that's yours. Get rid of the excuses. Um, there's no excuse. Like you said, you're my your sister's keeper. Find someone that could use a compliment. That woman that is dressed nice, she could feel bad that day. Hey, how's your day going? You know, talk to people. Find out about that person. Instead of going and gossip about them, find out how their day is going. You'll be surprised at what you can learn mm-hmm. just by talking to people. Right. Sandra? I would like to say for every woman to go to a little girl that they don't know and start there. But first start inside your own house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure there's a little girl that's a friend with your little girl that might need to be mentored. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you mentioned, they said, I'm so Where are you from? I would, I would venture to say every woman that goes, go back to the little girl within you, too. Exactly. Sometimes you or your picture, whatever it is, because sometimes that little girl that's within you that that used to have these, that is transcended into adulthood, go back to that place. And I think we really need to do, especially as women, 
about that at one point. Sometimes go back to the feelings of when this, sometimes when the insecurity began and the right. people that were part of your life. Be that little girl. Uh, you know, sometimes I look at a picture of, of, of me as a little girl and I say, well, you know, what was I really thinking? I, what was I feeling at that time? And I think we need to revisit those, those uh, the little girl within us. Right, right. Good. Right. And, and where I'd like to end, of course, on, on what every everything everyone else has said as well, but particularly it starts with you. And if you are judging, comparing, if you have envy, if you have bitterness, unforgiveness about anything, any situation, particularly if you can go back to your childhood and see where did all this begin. But at some point you have to realize that you're no longer that child, that you've grown beyond that. And if you want to stay, if, if you want different then you're going to have to think differently and think your way out of that situation knowing that, hey, I'm I'm 20-plus years older now, and it's just time. I, there's nothing I can do about that situation. You cannot stay there and function in this world and be a um, healthy mother, a healthy parent, or a healthy person. You cannot if you stay there. And that's what the enemy is doing to us. He's keeping us in bondage. He's keeping us from being delivered, and that's what God's Word does. That's what being transformed and, and allowing God to renew your mind and renew your thoughts and transform you into someone that you really don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if if we, as Kim and I was talking, if we stay where we are, then we're God's Word is not is not operating in our lives. Right. If I'm the same person that I was, when I decided to pick up my cross and follow God, if I'm the same, doesn't mean I'm a perfect person now. But if I'm that same Tammy, and let me tell you, I am not by far. Am I? <laughs> by far, I am not. But I have a lot more crosses to pick up daily. But I'm following the right guidelines. I'm following God, and I'm following God's word. Can I make a suggestion about Please. reading? I mean, in terms of reading, read Psalms, Psalms one thirty nine. Psalms one thirty nine. That's uh-huh. Miss, Miss Earlene is saying read Psalms one thirty nine. I mean, it's just it's it's self-explanatory. Okay. It's a wonderful thing, and going back and knowing our relationship with the Lord and the God of the universe loves me, and I just told my granddaughter this not too long ago. I said, think about it. The God of the universe loves you. It makes everything else a little bit of an insignificant. Is it long? And see, people don't understand that this affects the way you love yourself and all these things that you that you hold on inside of you, all this bondage. Um, you don't realize how it affects you with serving God as well. Oh, yeah. It, it truly does make you feel unworthy to serve God. So everything is gone from there. You, you're going to end up even worse than where you are. I'm sorry, you guys. She was giving me Psalms 139, but I, was, I cannot see that. They can they can kind of read it on their own. Yeah, you guys can kind of read it because it's kind of long. Yeah, I'll just read a couple of lines. Of it. Okay. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. Mm. Wow. 
and goes on and talks about knowing you before you were. That's a good one. That's a good one. I knew you. That's a good one. I knew you. So we can't hide it from God. You're not hiding it from God. You're not. So I'll end there. Oh, I probably need to check. Let me check the lines. I have not did that. Okay, we're going to, sorry, you guys, um, we're going to end there, but I will give you a few minutes. I am checking the lines now, so if you guys have a comment or a question, and I know you guys are going to leave, so if you can, I know it's getting late for Miss Earlene, so we're going to let Miss Earlene out. Kim, okay, do you walk her out? Okay. Well, as I said when we came on, that we're going to be very comfortable, and you'll hear us moving about doing this show. Thank you all for coming and joining us. Um, so the lines are open. If anybody has a comment or a question, if not, if not, then we're going to end there. Just again, as Ms. Earlene said, to read Psalm 139 is basically saying that God knows God knows you um, and knew you before. So it starts there with with everything. It just really starts there. And if you're at a point in your life where you feel like you're not being the best friend, the best sister, um, or may, for, Look and see if you're the best you. The best you, Tondra's saying, or the best you. And I think all of us can can agree that we can all work to be better people um, in our own lives and then towards other people as well. So it starts with you. Just remember, what you see in someone else, you need to review and say, what is it about me that I need to fix? If you're finding yourself being envious and jealous and judgmental and comparing yourself um, to the point where you're just not really doing anything, you're stagnant in your own life, you know, everything, all of those things really is about your own self-worth or your feelings of, of being unworthy when you start to do those things. Overkill, you know, we'll do what we do, but when you when that's all you do, and we as women, we have that pretty badly. So look at your own lives. Um, it's usually about self-hatred, self validation, it's just so much going on within us, within you, when that is going on in your life. So we'll end there. Um, thank you guys for listening. Next week's show is already out there, so if you want to just kind of click in and just see what we'll be talking about next week, please feel free to do so. The King and You series on Tuesday nights is no longer um, on the Butterfly Evolution I believe you can find them on Blog Talk, though, but I don't have any information on that. So you may just, if for those of you who are tuning in to the King and You series on Tuesday nights, um, I'm no longer doing that on on Tuesday nights. So um, that being said, you guys have a great night. Thank you for listening. Hope you've received something from this show. Please share it. Grab a friend. Grab your best girlfriend and share something with them, talk it out, communicate, let people know how you're feeling, what you're going through, because those who love you will help you go through it. So have a good night. Thank you all for listening, and hope to see you back next Monday, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, I have a great, great, great announcement, but I guess I'll make it next Monday. That will give you guys something to come back for. But I have some wonderful, 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 wonderful news. Very exciting. So come back next Monday, and I'll share it with you all, and hopefully everybody can be a part of it. Um, but you'll have to come back to hear it next next week.
So that being said, have a great night, and thank you all for tuning in.